It's come down to this. 100 laps. Five to go. At the line. Five cars nose to tail heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two. They're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside Florida Racing. That's it. Coming off a of turn four. White flag in the air. Checkers are wreckers. Anybody's races that go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two. Three wide. Coming off the of turn number two. They get sideways. Down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. There's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 And welcome, it's Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. C.C. Brooks with you. Another edition. Glad to be back here with you. Of course, in the studio here with me, of course, is Jack and uh, Rob Bonehead Elding. Hey, Rob. Hey, man. How's it going? Everybody doing good? Doing really well. Enjoying the nice weather we're having. Yes, it is unbelievably cool for a, uh, you know... Florida morning recently, and uh, supposedly in the morning it's supposed to be like a chilly 49 degrees or something crazy. Oh, I know. It's, it's going to be, we're having a nice taste of fall this evening. It's going to be really refreshing this mor- tomorrow morning when we wake up. But, uh, you know, it's really turning in, if you think about it, to good racing weather. As long as we don't have the rain, the nice cooler weather with the low humidity makes it really comfortable to sit out at a track. No doubt about it. Speaking of sitting at the track, did you go into any races this weekend? Well, I was supposed to be out at uh, Clewiston, of course, United Dirt Lane Models, and that got rained out. That uh, was, was rescheduled on Friday. They made that call and rescheduled that race till this Saturday. So, with nothing else on my hands, I ended up down at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. What about you? Did you get to a racetrack? No, I didn't get to a racetrack. Tell me what happened at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Well, um, it was a very um, a light night, light attendance in the grandstands, as well as um, um, a low car count. Also, that so that was sort of you know sort of sad. But the fun thing was is they did have a um, a faster pastor race Saturday night. Yeah. They they had four pastors um, racing. Saturday evening, which um, was nice to see them out there. And I'll tell you what, Rob, the um, the pastors that were racing, that race in itself was really um, a good, a very good race. They were getting into it and having a great time. Um, let me get just so you know, uh, you know the the winner was um, from First Alliance Church, Pastor Emmerman in the number 62 car. Uh, Venice Assembly had two cars in the race, and uh, Deep Creek Worship Center finished in the fourth position. They had a car in the race. And, you know, I tell you, I'm seriously going to talk to my pastor about getting into one of these faster pastor races. Yeah, I mean, if he's got any kind of uh, competition, competitive, uh, what do you want to call that? <laughs> any kind of competition about him, he's going to want to do it. Any kind of competitive spirit. Now, also, they yeah, did they did have something really neat that you probably would have really enjoyed, Rob. They did have the cars of yesterday, and um, and they raced, and that was really interesting to see the, the older vehicles, the older race cars 
out there on the track of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. So that was fun. And, of course, the TQ Midgets always, you know, are great to watch. The mini stock race. Um, you know, they were... You know, the cars of yesterday, uh, that's what they, uh, you know, structured the Legends uh, cars around, you know. Oh, yes, exactly. So what do you think about those? I mean, I haven't seen them race in a while, but um, they used to carry, you know, 15 or so around, and uh, they were the real old deal. Uh, did any of them crash or anything? Um, there were no wrecks. There are 11 of them um, showed up Saturday night. You know, the, the fans seemed to enjoy seeing the, um, the, you know, the older race cars, the, the fans that were there. Um, there, the sad thing, Rob, there's just low low car counts. Six mini stocks, um, nine TQ midgets. There was uh, 12 of 12 late models, and then um, the Road Warriors and Thunder Trucks were unable to race due to it started to rain. Which but, is which is what happened to most of the state. Yeah, yeah. I think what was it? Orlando had to cancel their race also, or um, but you know. Yeah, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of tracks that the weather affected this weekend. But you know, it was just it was just a, the majority of the night at Charlotte. It was perfect weather for being there for a race. Unfortunately, the majority of everyone stayed home. So what's up with the uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series race? When are they going to run it? Okay, we are going to run that this Saturday night at the New Hendry County Speedway in Clewiston, uh, the Kim Allen Memorial. Uh, it's going to be a really cool time. Uh, besides the uh, United Dirt Lane models, they're also going to be running uh, some street stock, pure stock, mini stock, eight-cylinder bombers. And um, I will be there presenting Roger Kraus with his uh, Driver of the Month award, getting hooking him up with that. And it's just going to be a really good time. And I think now that the race has been moved to this Saturday, I think there might be some uh, special goodies for the kids at the track Saturday night out there at New Hendry County Speedway. There was some good, there was a, a racing, though, around the state. I mean, there was some a lot of rainouts, I suppose, but there was also uh, uh, Dave Steele. Oh, yeah. Won again, and I don't know if that was that Lenny Puglio sprint car or not. Rob, do you? Well, did he win again? Uh, he won again. That's what it says in uh, on Carnac. And okay. uh, also, of course, uh, Richie Smith was uh, won the championship of the, in the uh, open wheel modifieds at Citrus County. Uh, Columbia Motorsports Park ended their uh, 2008 season. Speaking of winning, uh, Josh Peacock won again at East Bay. How about that? In oh, the that's late, good. The late models. That's yeah. great. What's that, Rob? Um, another uh, Pandora Jewelers uh, Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month um, is coming up. That's right. Quickly. For October, you mean? Yeah, for October. Yeah, for yeah. October, driving the one month. more, one more week. Is that it? Uh, they, they, they'll have a lot, one more chance to race this weekend, and then. What's Friday the twenty, the thirtieth? Friday's the thirty-first. Oh, the thirty-first. So. Yeah. Halloween. We can count the Friday and Saturday races. You know, oh, to we round can. It up. We well, can do that. We can round it out. Why not? I say so. There. Hey, so. Uh, I declare. So I hear that. Uh, Matt Bowers is driving Dickie Anderson's car now. Yeah, we're going to talk to Matt here in the next few weeks some, uh, on one of our shows. That's big news, man. Big news for him. Yep. Wow. He's capable yep. and competent. He's driving the 92. Maybe this one will stay in there for a little while and uh, keep stacking those trophies up for Dick, huh? Yep. And we also have an announcement right off the bat. 
You're going to hear this. See, see, hand me that orange uh, sheet of paper right there. That one. That one. one. Okay. No, not that one. The one one next (laughs) to it to the left. Yeah, that one. That's the one that's got the keywords. Hey, Rob. Yo. Check it out, man. On the 10th of uh, November now, um, and we we may be rescheduling uh, uh, fast car owner Robert Hart. Uh, We originally had planned to have him on the 10th of uh, November. We might be changing that because on the 10th, we have a huge ground-breaking, earth-shattering announcement. Really? And our special guest will be Todd Huddo, one of the owners at East Bay Raceway Park. And uh, I have no idea what it is. He won't tell me, and uh, that's okay. But his words, huge, groundbreaking, earth-shattering announcement that affects uh, Florida racing. uh, That is just going to blow people away. And we're going to be talking with Todd on the 10th about uh, this huge, groundbreaking, earth-shattering announcement. When Todd Hutto uses words like huge, groundbreaking, and earth-shattering, he's the master of understatement, you know. It must be some... the racetrack. (laughs) Oh, that would never happen. Imagine that. Um, it, it must be something pretty big because I know he's been awful busy lately because he's been hard to get a hold of. It's always hard to get a hold of. <laughs> a successful racetrack that happens. He just knows you're going to sell him more radio ads. Well, no, I I got to confirm things that you know I'm going up there to race on the eighth. There are things we need to talk about. Get all set, get ready to go. All right, Rob. Tonight, you, you got you got your loins girded, right? Yeah, uh, John Saffricone with um, DeSoto Super Speedway. Um, he's going to be on the show. What time is he coming on tonight? He's going to be uh, on around 7.30ish or so. We're going to talk in a few minutes to Jerry Dottie. Is that how you pronounce his yes. name? That's, yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. And uh, about the open wheel or the uh, reunion. modified reunion. Yeah, uh, you know, Carol was supposed to send me some information, and uh, I just checked my email, and it's not there. No comment. Yeah. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> I mean, she called me. She called me before the show exclusively to, you know, give me some information. And I said, Carol, please send it to me because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to bring up my emails because there is some other emails in here pertaining to the show. And we have some people who, you have some things too, right? We have some things yes. posted on the forum that we will reference throughout the show. And uh, not only John Saffercone, um also Phil... Uh, Come on, get it out there. Wadagno, right? Very, very good, Rob. Yeah, you know, I work at it. North Florida Speedway. Um, he uh, and um, his wife, what's her name? Was it Liz? Liz. I'm sorry, Liz. Jeez, Rob. It's, How rude. I got the last name right, and I've and I forgotten. No, but see, this is what makes us a good a good team, Rob, because you yeah. got the last name right, and I got the wife's name right. No, so We're so unprepared. We're, okay. That's what makes it a good team. <laughs> So uh, they were our promoters of the year last year, yep. and um, they have—they're uh, going to give us insight, uh, like the other promoters have been doing, on uh, what's going on and what changes need to be made, and what they think, and car counts, and all that, right, CC? Yes, and I just want to encourage people that are listening that you can go to the forums and post questions. Um, and I will be reading reading the messages and asking the questions on your behalf so you can get the answers that you want from John and from Phil. Or 
uh, email uh, Rob at Rob Elting at AOL.com. R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. That's very good. That's, um, that's very good. You remember your own email address. Yeah, I mean, I, I made it as simple as I could. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see here. Just Oh, just to let folks know, um, if you're listening and you're a fan and you'd like to go out to Charlotte County what? Motorsports Park um, this Saturday night, Bring your kids to the track with you. They are going to be doing a Halloween, um, some trick-or-treating there. They encourage you to bring your kids out in costume. Just like you can bring the kids in costume Friday night to join uh, myself and the Checkered Flag Sprints Series uh, drivers out at Brickhouse Pizza Italian Grill on East Highway in Port Charlotte. Do they have mixed drinks at that place? Beer and wine. Oh, crap. Halloween Spooktacular, the Halloween Spooktacular at Ocala Speedway this Friday night. That's right. That's right. Topless. Topless. 3,000 to the winner in late models. Double X, topless. I, I, I wonder if... That's, that's the cars. Let's just clarify it. I already have a get-up, Steve. When, when I have my helmet on, it looks like that I'm ready for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob. Uh, we just got a call from uh, Ms. Viggins. Who? You know, Ms. Viggins. Carol Wicks. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't know her anymore. Yeah, well, she said you need to apologize because she did send you that information, and it's uh, it's Jerry Dosti, D-O-S-T-I-E. Well, she did not send it. Not here. All I'm doing is passing on the message. She said That's you need to... how oh. I get everyone else's emails, but not hers. All right. I'll tell you what. We, we need to get to it, huh? Yeah, let's start... Uh, let's get some guests on. Let's start talking racing. Uh, so you're going to call and uh, get Jerry on the line as we're waiting for um, uh, Jerry to join us. We'll talk more about the uh, modified reunion that's coming up. I do want to encourage people that if you um, are interested... In attending the United Dirt Late Model Race this Saturday at New Hendry County Speedway in Clewiston. Tickets at the gate will be $25, but you can purchase your tickets online um, for only 10 bucks. So it's a great savings. You're going to save $15 when you buy your tickets ahead of time. You can just go to the um, www.unitedirtlatemodel.com. Uh, series.com or no excuse me united dirt late models.com go to their website and uh, you can purchase your tickets online if you are in charlotte county you can stop by harbor nissan in charlotte harbor while tickets last they are selling tickets there also for ten dollars it is going to be a great race and remember um this is probably going to be one of the very few times you can see the united dirt late model challenge series race for only ten dollars tickets are usually uh, more than that to see this wonderful series race and then on november 8th that will be the last race of the season for the united dirt light models um, that will be their uh the race that they crown their champion and their rookie of the year up at east bay raceway park on november 8th so if you've been wanting to see that series run this year make plans to either uh show up at new hendry county speedway in Cluston this saturday 
or East Bay Raceway Park in Gibsonton on November 8th. Yeah. Hey, you know, no birthdays oh, turned oh, into oh, me um, this week to acknowledge if there is someone in your family, a race fan, a race car driver, somebody out at your favorite racetrack that you would like to acknowledge their birthday or even um, their wedding anniversary, some big moment in their life, you can send me that information to cc at wikx.com. That's cece at wikx.com. That's my email for uh, Kicks Country 92.9. I will be more than happy to print out those emails and acknowledge everyone that is sent in. We want to uh, acknowledge and help celebrate with all our fellow race fans and race car drivers. This Saturday night out at the uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park, part of their Halloween fun on Saturday with the racing of the Checkered Flag Sprint Series Saturday night will also be when your kids come out in a Halloween costume can participate in the fun, collect Halloween candy, and they'll have a chance at winning a brand new bike for kids' bikes will be given away this Saturday night out at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. So if you're in Charlotte County you want to go check that out, and also out in uh, around close to the New Hendry County Speedway, come uh, bring your kids for some Halloween fun this Saturday night out at New Hendry County Speedway with the United Dirt Lake Models Challenge Drivers. And there will be a meet and greet out at New Hendry County Speedway, so that is going to be a good time. The kids always like to get down on the track and uh, get up close and personal with the drivers and the cars. Well, CC, um, yeah. let's talk about David Steele winning at uh, the TBARA at uh, DeSoto Super Speedway. They were a track that actually... Uh, did do quite a bit of racing. They had the uh, school bus figure eights and everything going. But um, David Steele uh, wrestled the top spot, you know, again. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he, he has a, you know, of course, everybody knows David Steele has a, a, a great track record. Um, always does, most of the time does pretty well up at that racetrack. And, uh, he's you know, he's one of those drivers that you always like to go and watch. Yeah. You know, he, he, he does a, he, he races hard. He always puts on a good show. Yeah, the only time it's no good to go watch him is if he starts on the pole. If he starts on the pole, you got to wait until he laps everybody, you know? Yeah. It's always better if he starts mid-pack or the back. I think he started 10th or something like that and uh, did a great job in winning another race. You know, that guy, he's won so many races, and uh, he's a real player when it comes to uh, sprint cars, you know? If I was Mm -hmm. to race sprint cars on the asphalt of any type, that's the guy I'd go at. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's got the uh, the, the wealth of experience behind the wheel and uh, just really familiar with the, with the tracks and, and with the sprint cars and is just really a master with them. And, um, you know, he's got some, um, you know, drivers around him, that's sort of younger drivers that I've seen before up at DeSoto Speedway that, he you know, he's sort of mentoring along. So he's passing on his knowledge, and that's a good thing also. Yeah, Brad Davis was the pole sitter, had some uh, problems and uh, couldn't stay up front. Joey Aguilar was second, and what, Troy DeCare, he was third. Hey, Rob, what about Daniel Keene? He won the NASCAR uh, Late Model Challenge 100 over at Eastern Oregon. Turn your microphone on, mister. Da- oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Daniel Keene won the NASCAR uh, Late Model Challenge over at... Um, New Smyrna. And that would be Junior, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. they had about 12. No, they had 13 cars in that race. So, um, 
no big fields in either of, of those two tracks that ran in late models this uh, this past week. Yeah, maybe if uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, answer is there. You know, all I can say is something's going on right because gas and fuel has really come down. What diesel's come down almost a dollar fifty a gallon in some places. I think uh, it's amazing. It is coming down, and I think that is going to help um, help on everything. Hey, you know, I'm looking at the forums, guys, and we do have uh, a name sent in for an October Driver of the Month. Who? Um, for consideration, um, it says October should be a no-brainer. 77-year-old Jack Duffy is still an open-wheel racer, feature winner, and series champion. And uh, thank you to Bone Man for sending that in. Bone Man, how many times did Bone Man win this this uh, month? He might be in consideration again himself. He might. I don't know. We'll have he to might. That up. He might. There's quite a few people actually. Uh, uh, I think Josh Peacock's had a good month. Uh, I don't know if he won twice in this month, but. And then, uh, Sean, uh, well, Showtime's been doing well. Yeah, I think this month this month might turn into one of those difficult ones, Rob. Yeah, especially since David Steele's won a few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell, you, tell you what, my friend, we're going to take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we will have Jerry Dosti on the line with us. Okay, everybody get your soda, get your beer, get ready. It's better than the World Series. <laughs> That's right. It's Inside Florida Racing. <laughs> following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. This is Sean Smith, driver of the 17 SS Dirt Late Model, Central Sheds and Trailers Champion for 2007, and you're listening to Inside Florida Racing. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Armed with your trusty marker. You do the impossible. Make an incredibly dirty place even dirtier. Scribble it down now. Your jokes make us pee our pants. Lucky for us, they're down around our ankles. Yeah! You answer our most vexing question. Whatever happened to the man from Nantucket? Oh, that's a good one. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh ruler of the rhyme. Because when we're looking for a good time, we call you. Oh, Mr. Bathroom Stall Duty Joe Pryder. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 
to this. 100 laps, five to go at the line. Five cars nose to tail, heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start-finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two, they're side-by-side side, down the back straightaway. Inside Florida Racing. That's it. Coming off a of turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two, three wide. Coming off the of turn number two. They get sideways. Down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. They're still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 And we're back. It's Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. If you have questions for our guest tonight, please feel free to go to the uh, the forum, our message board online at Real Racing USA, and post your questions for our guests tonight. I'll make sure that your questions get answered. And I believe, Rob, we have our first guest on the line. Jerry, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Well, thank you very kindly. It's great to be here. Yeah, me and Jerry, we were just talking about uh, uh, the, the Rays, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, the Rays. You know, tonight it's make or break. The Rays have to win this game or they've lost the World Series. Yeah, well, the comeback kids, that's what we're going to call them if they win. If not, we're going to call them the they almost did it, guys. Well, but you know what? When it really comes right down to it, it's a huge accomplishment what, they, what they've what they achieved so far getting this far, getting into the World Series, because my understanding that's a very young team, um, young players, so this is you know just a huge thing to come from last to being in the World Series. Now Jerry was telling me he used to be a Red Sox fan, and uh, I guess he pulled for them for many, many years to make it to the World Series, and it never happened. Yeah. Just until recently. I bet you were excited, weren't you? Oh, yeah. They come close. <laughs> well, let's talk racing. Let's talk legends. Let's talk about this reunion that's coming up. Uh, uh, Jerry, uh, what, what what's going on? I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I was asked about it last year, but I unfortunately couldn't make it. And I've talked to a lot of my buddies that, you know, I competed with back in the 60s. And they said it was absolutely a wonderful, absolutely wonderful time. I mean, they see guys they hadn't seen for like 30, 40 years, and they were hugging each other and broke down and everything. So all I've heard is nothing but absolute wonderful things about it, and I'm really looking forward to getting there. Yeah, now this, uh, this is going to take place at... Uh New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, CC, what's the date of that? Do you know that offhand? Um, let's see here. I want to say it's the weekend of Valentine's Day. Does that sound right? February. Yeah, should be. Yeah, the weekend of Valentine's Day, yeah. It should be February 13th. Friday the 13th, it's going to be. I, I think it starts, yeah, on the 13th. Friday the 13th. Is that right, Jack? Friday the 13th of February. There you go. That's going to be. Oh, take your, take your sweetheart to the reunion. <laughs> oh, it sounds good. <laughs> So, uh, when did you start racing, Jerry? I actually drove my first race in 1956 at a West Haven Speedway. It was a quarter-mile bullring up in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Right. And I raced for one year and then parked it for about till 1960 or 61. Then I got back into racing again. Why did you park it? Hold it. What did you park it for? Actually, I got married and got you know had a bunch of things. I started a, I started a little business. And uh, didn't, didn't really. Pardon? 
It wasn't the economy. No, not back then. <laughs> or a track owner that just made you so mad. You <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you know, you run, you win a race down there, and you get like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks some night, and you were happy to get it. But that's when you built your own cars, and uh, I mean, you get everything out of a junkyard, and it was you know a real, real economical at the time. But oh, that's what uh, they used to make cars that you could actually drive them on the street, crash them, take them to the junkyard, and then there'd still be something left of them to make a race car. Today, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> That's for sure. It's really technical today. Yeah, then I, uh, you know, started in like a uh, novice division, and uh, I think it was '61, and uh, I think I won that championship that year. And then next year I went to the modified division and got rookie of the year on that, won my first feature. And then uh, I think in '62 or three, I tied up with uh, Art Berry out of Preston City, Connecticut, and uh, he had an absolutely beautiful 909 car that him and I won a lot, a lot of races. We won them at Stafford Springs, Thompson, Connecticut, Waterford, Connecticut, uh, Agawam, Mass, and Trenton, New Jersey. And we had uh, we had two great races down here in Trenton, New Jersey, and uh, Langholm, Pennsylvania. And then uh, I retired, actually retired in 78, my last modified race. But then in 1993, a few guys here where I live in uh, Daytona Beach, Spruce Creek, wanted to buy a Legends car, and they asked if I'd drive it. I said, sure. So I had, I had no idea what it was, but uh, when I saw the thing, I said, oh, my gosh. But anyway, uh, I told them I'd drive it. What year was that? 1993. Yeah, that had to have been about when those things first the came first, around, That's right? the second year. That's the second year. Huh? So I started with it, and uh, geez, I won the first couple of races, and so we decided to go for it. And we, you know, they was only to run about three. It was supposed to run three or four races, and they wound up running a whole batch of them. So they had a, tra- a championship thing. So I went for the track championship, and I won the national title and the, the Charlotte track championship that year, 1993. <laughs> then I retired from racing. That was it. <laughs> now, Jerry, in the years that you weren't racing, um, did you still? continue to attend races did you take your family out to your local track oh definitely we did go to the local tracks but i had see i had basically when i retired in 78 i had to start of the business in like uh 60 59 and the business was really getting going and i was expanding it and it was just it was so time consuming because i did build a lot of my own race cars and uh it got so time consuming and expensive i had to spend the time with the business which i did and it turned out really extremely successful. In fact, I was building automatic transmissions, and I uh, ran what they used to call me uh, Mr. Automatic up there because I ran automatics and uh, oval track race cars in mm-hmm. the 50s. And they and, think uh, you were crazy, didn't they? They thought I was nuts, but there was nobody who could touch it on a restart, believe me. So what would you run, like a power glide or something? I actually took a power glide. I redid it. I had to have a special brooch made up, you know, and the play because it, the, the original ones were cast, and I had them made out of... 4140, but this is all stuff that's experimental in my case. Now, I mean, they, you can buy that stuff all manufactured, but uh, back then, I I actually initiated and started it. Uh, I think in 1960, I started that, putting them in race cars. Hey, CC, what we're talking about there, Powerglide is a two-speed automatic transmission that came in, uh, what kind of cars did it come in? Chevrolet, basically. Mm-hmm. Chevy Novas, you know, actually the big cars, too. Uh, two-speed, and uh, they turned those into... Uh, Racing track. Well, this characters like Jerry here would turn that into an oval track training, and uh, people would think he was crazy. Yeah, they did. Well, you know they're really, really big in uh, dragsters now too. Yeah. Because they don't weigh anything, and you can have so very few parts, you know, moving parts, and it doesn't drag the horsepower away. 
Well, it was quite a thing. So, um, you mentioned uh, a couple of your buddies when we were talking, you know, your friends that are you're going to be there. Uh, can you pop off a couple of the names, the guys that you know are going to be uh, Master oh, Kenyon? Yeah, God, I know. Anybody's Ruderman, that Bergen, of course, uh, Ronnie Bouchard, Lou Clary, Bill Wimble, Bobby Pentagast, a lot of, you know, uh, most of them guys I ran with for years. You guys let Buzzy come around? Because, I mean, he's still racing. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> there's, there's a couple others that are still racing, too. Uh, oh, God. Uh, you got the, the guy that lives in Maine. I forget his name now. But, uh, oh, God. He, he, he's crazy. He's, well, what do, you, what do you think of, you know, like Buzzy still racing after all these years? Ah, Dave, it's good for him, and I mean, if he can do it, he can do it. I mean, there's no, no, uh, you know, physically, if he can handle it, I mean, I would, I, I wish I could handle it. I would love to try it again, but I think I'm just a little over the hill. <laughs> What's the open wheel guy's name that was just uh, brought up for nomination for the driver of the month? Um, let's see, that, oh, my goodness, that's Jack. Where's Jack Duffy? Yeah, Jack Duffy. Jack Duffy. Jack Duffy. Oh, He's 77-year-old Jack Duffy, yeah. Jack Duffy? Yeah. yeah. Jack Duffy, he's... He, he goes way be back. At the old timers reunion for sure. Definitely, because he goes way back. You know, I will bet he raced before 
Yeah, like forget the name. Was that a, uh, a, a, a like a uh, auction place or something? Yeah, they have a car auction there too. It's going to be uh, Jack. Write this down. November thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. It's called the Auto Fest, and um, uh, the old guys they get together and they race. They actually is a dirt track there, and um, you know Buzzy usually drags a car out there, and old Kush Rivet he drags one of his old cars out there. And um, they run the old 55 Chevrolets. And, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Old, uh, <laughs> I've never cars. been to one. I would love to I'd love to go to one of them, though. So are you going to be, how long are you going to be down here for? I'm here permanently now. I live here in uh, in uh, Port Orange. Oh, yeah. just remember that. Uh, yeah, not far away. Yeah. They get rained out a lot because it seems like that's a rainy type season, but... Yeah. Always a good time. I've been there a couple times and checked it out. Believe it or not, Jack, that's right next door to our auction house. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me about that last year. You were talking about that. So that that is, uh, what, is November 14th, 15th, and 16th? 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's four days. Yeah. They'll do a swap meet. They'll do uh, the races. They actually race those cars. Uh, they practice one day, and then they actually do races, you know, all, all throughout and uh, they'll have a big auto auction where I've even seen them sell um, one of Dale Earnhardt's race cars through there before. So, okay, good time. That's just to go along with you know these guys too are on the uh, Civil War reenactment. <laughs> Civil Come on, War. Rob, catch up, man. <laughs> Is there? Do we have a delay? Um, we we just lost Rob completely. Hey, he did. I'm here. <laughs> I know. I'm joking, man. Um, Jerry, did you always were you always strictly an asphalt driver, or did you ever drive, race on dirt? Uh, I raced on dirt one time when I went from one division up in Stafford Springs. Then I put the lights out that night. <laughs> oh, the only time I had done it with a modified, but we did do it a couple times at Lebanon Valley, whatnot. But when I drove my Legends cars. Down here, I raced almost every every race was almost on uh, dirt. Mm-hmm. We Charlotte, uh, when we raced at Charlotte, we raced on the asphalt. But uh, God, we went to all like the little Thunder Valleys, and you know, they had a couple of racetracks down here in uh, Florida that we raced dirt. There were some asphalt ones too, but uh, I think fifty percent of them were dirt, and I was quite successful on the dirt. Cause I really enjoyed that. What do you what do you think of the current state of um, racetracks in Florida and really across the southeast and the trouble that they're currently going through with low fan attendance, low car counts, um, the financial difficulties? Um, because I I guess really we're sort of in a this downturn with the racetracks and so many tracks are having to close and they're experiencing financial difficulties. Yeah, that's really, really sad because it's something they should always hang on to if you possibly can. But, you know, the, the economy, everything is going down. <laughs> well, gasoline's starting to drop a little bit, but, everything, you know, that's going up. But uh, as far as the uh, economy and the, the attendances, the ball games, football games are down. Uh, racing is really, I think racing's taking a bigger hurt than usual. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, it's expensive to get there. I mean, expensive for the tickets to start with. And to get to and from the track, people are having to, the price of gas uh, now that they're going to have to cut down somewhere. And probably, you know, most of them now are, you know, taking their entertainment away. 
Well, yeah. it's too bad, but it's too bad we couldn't find a way to have them split it up and at least keep doing part of it. But I'm just sort of curious. By chance, do you remember what you used to pay to race? Do you, you know, did you, you know, your pit fee or entry fee or what? What used to, when you went into the grandstands? Yeah, I think when we went in the pits, I think we used to have to pay ten dollars. That was covered an insurance fee or something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it used to be. But I, I think when we, like when we went to the open competition shows, like at Trenton, the Langhorn, or Charlotte, I think the fees like went up to like twenty or twenty-five dollars. But that's back in the seventies now. So. Yeah, well, we can only hope that the gas prices stay down like they are and continue to stay down because um, that can only help. Uh, like get fans to the reunion. Get, get fans know? to the reunion. Get fans to the track, and make it uh, more affordable for drivers to haul their vehicles. Exactly. You know, they, to the track. They have to take that into, into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Not only the fuel for the vehicle, for the race car, but the, the vehicle getting them there. So. Exactly. Well, if they get this uh, fuel down to uh, this oil down to about forty-five dollars a barrel where it should be, then everything would be fine. Yeah, well, it's starting down here. They're in around the 60s right now, so. I know I'm enjoying seeing gas as cheap as $2.49 a gallon. I, I just saw that up here today. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes me happy, too, since I drive a truck. I That gas price can keep dropping, please. So, yeah. new, new, new Smyrna Speedway, February 13th. Yep. The day before Valentine's Day. Actually, that's the same day as. The Richie Evans Memorial Race. I'm definitely going to be there for Richie because I used to compete against yeah. Richie. And there couldn't be a more appropriate place yeah. and an appropriate time to have this modified reunion with all the guys from from uh, who who were the stars of, of the up in the Northeast and the modifieds. And uh, Jerry, we really appreciate you taking some time to be with us here tonight on Inside Florida Racing, and we will see you on uh, February the 13th at New Smyrna. You certainly will. I'm really looking forward to being there. All right. Thanks a lot. Take it easy, Jerry. Have a good evening. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Yeah, buddy. All right. So, uh, Rob, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a a quick break. Unless you and Cece got some announcements or something, we're going to take a quick break and come back with... uh, is it the time? Is it time? For John Saprakone. It's time. Send your questions. (sighs) Get them to us. It's time. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. This is Shaw Smith, driver of the 17 SS Dirt Late Model. Central Sheds and Trailers champion for 2007. And you're listening to Inside Florida Racing. 
Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Armed with your trusty marker, you do the impossible. Make an incredibly dirty place even dirtier. Scribble it down now. Your jokes make us pee our pants. Lucky for us, they're down around our ankles. Yeah! You answer our most vexing questions. Whatever happened to the man from Nantucket? Oh, that's a good one. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh ruler of the rhyme. Because when we're looking for a good time, we call you. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. It's come down to this. 100 laps, five to go at the line. Five cars nose the tail, heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside for the race. It is definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two, they're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside for the race. That's it. Coming off a of turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two, three wide. Coming off the of turn number two, they get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard Jason, way around. shut up. Jason, two, shut up. Two shut, two. shut that up. He's so hard to keep quiet. Jason just Good keeps, Lord. He just runs his mouth, though. <laughs> It's Inside Florida Racing, everyone. We are having a great night here in the studios up on the on the ninth floor. We hope you're having a great evening also. And uh, The guests in the green room are talking. I can hear them. Yeah, I get to hear them chattering away back there. And this is, you know, it's been a while since we've had our next guest on the show. And I know there's been um, a lot of questions, a lot of speculation about what's happening at the uh, DeSoto Super Speedway. So let, let's... Let's put things to rest, and let's just, you know, John, you know, welcome you? to Inside Florida Racing. And i got to ask you this question because people came up to me at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night, and they all said, Cece, when's John turning his track to a dirt track? <laughs> well, he's, they're he's serious. And they're serious, John. They, they were serious. Why would he want to turn it to dirt? Asphalt's great. I I don't know. I looked at them and I said, I don't think John's doing that. East Bay's right down the road. That wouldn't seem like a good thing to do. That would put East Bay right out of business, I think. You'd have the highest bank play track in the state, and it would be probably awesome over there. Well... you see them sprint cars run on that track on dirt, man. Wow. Now that would be interesting, but that that's one of the rumors that were going around. I just thought maybe you might like to put to rest. Oh, really? You know, and please feel free to you put to rest any of the other rumors that are going around. You haven't put it to rest yet, John. You didn't put the Godfather on, and I'm, I'm kind of upset about. Well, that. John, you know, I I I have uh, we were having a bad technical day here, and I knew uh, I knew that you were going to say something about that. I, I knew you were. <laughs> but I do apologize. Because, you know, everybody from the TBRA calls me the godfather of uh, stock car racing in Florida, and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's That's like, uh, you know, I, I was expecting that because I got all the TBAR guys listening to this tonight. Well, you know that's pretty good because I guess when you go from being the king to being the godfather, that's uh, that's a good You're thing. You're still on top, right? That's right. You're still on top, and uh, good evening to everyone with the TBARA. You got any um, good questions tonight? 
Well, Rob, you you have something right off the bat, don't you, Rob? Yeah, I, well, Rob. I got somebody here pretty much uh, asking me, uh, are you considering shutting the doors for 2009? And then the sure. second part of the question is, are you losing money? <laughs> well, I'm not con uh, considering for 09. I think we got a great season coming up with 09. I, I probably got all the TBRA races, and uh, if they don't run any other racetracks, I guess I'll own them next. But, uh, no, we're not considering closing. Uh, I think it's going to be a great season. And we'll get up past this election. You know, like I said uh, back in March about the recession, uh, you know, these people don't want to realize that we're in a recession. We have been in a recession. Uh, I think they just fell off the couch and hit their heads. And then finally they realized what's going on, these uh, politicians. And uh, I think we're going to have a better year. I think we're going to have a stellar year next year in 09. That's how my prediction is. So, John, what... what what are you going to do? I mean, do you feel as the track owner slash promoter that um, you have a responsibility to make some changes and do things different? And, and if so, what what are your plans for the 2009 well, season? My biggest my biggest thing what I want to do is I want to get on uh, uh, everybody's uh, payoffs and. I want to look at everybody's things, and maybe I'm paying too much money out. People don't, don't haven't been posting that stuff that I asked for. I put my stuff up, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to make real money next year. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I paid out over $80,000 in, in banquet money over the last uh, seven or eight years. I paid $8 million back to the drivers in black and white uh, that anybody can see it at any time. Um, and a lot of people say I'm paying too much money. Well, you know, I believed in giving the money back to the drivers, but now it's time for John to make some real money. John, so what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, you didn't. I'm going to pay what Orlando pays, what New Smyrna pays, what East Bay pays. And I asked Todd one night, I said, uh, you know, what do you pay for the points championship? He says, well, you know what he said to me? He says, well, if it pays $125 to win that race that night, that's what I pay. I said, really? I says, wow. I says, just in my uh, AACS Super Late Model deal I paid for the last uh, seven, six, seven years, I paid uh, uh, $35,000, 10000 to the winner. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but what, what did you pay your, your street stock? 800 bucks, $1,000. Yeah, see, well, that's the thing. You need to balance that kind of stuff out. Well, I'm going to, I mean, and, and I'm going to pay what everybody else is paying. That's what I'm going to do because uh, I'm way paying way too much. People said to me when they seen this stuff that I've been paying out, they said, well, how, how are you paying so much and you don't really have a great car count? I said, well, it's okay. But I said, you know, you got to remember something. A lot of people that race Soto Super Speedway, they have construction businesses. Got all the plumbers, the electricians work, you know, race for us. Uh, everybody in the construction trade. And since 2000, the end of 2006 and 2006, Seven. I seen it taking a hit. I seen it lowering down and, and coming down a little bit. But you know what? We stood. We stood on our ground and we kept going. And uh, here we are in 2008. Yeah, it's not great. But like I said, um, 09 is probably going to be better. Now, John, uh, when you hold, when, John, when you go ahead and uh, if you lower the purses to sort of be more on par with other tracks, um, will you then in turn then be lowering entry fees? Um, pit fees, grandstand fees? I'm going to try to do that a little bit as much as I can. Um, 
and 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 that's the big thing that people don't see. It says like when Ocala runs four divisions or five divisions, I like to know what Mike pays for that purse that night. If I race race seven divisions, if I race a super late model division with the, I could have a purse of twenty two thousand, twenty five thousand dollars a night. A lot of these guys have got a purse of six thousand dollars. I asked Mike Cope a couple of weeks ago. I said, Mike, what's your average purse for, purse for a night? He said twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. I said I pay that for my for my trucks. Yeah, you can't go by what he was paying, though. No, well, here's the thing: if you want a twelve dollar, if you want a twelve dollar ticket, you want a $25 back gate ticket to get in the pits, we got to take an adjustment somewhere. Where are we going to take it? You can't take it from the front and, and, and not take it from the back. So you got to make a complete uh, across the board adjustment. In everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Yes. Let me let me ask you this. Let's say you lower. Let's take late models for an example. Let's say that you lower your purse. Correct. You want me to tell you what would put car count there? Yeah, what would put it there? I'll tell you what would put car count there. Okay? No entry fee, for one. You can lower the purse if you want. You need to level that purse out better. Instead of paying the top three guys... 75% 75% of the purse, you pay, I've said it before. You pay them all the same. Cut to the chase, money. man. Call, pay them all the same. Every driver, the same amount of money, except maybe the guy that wins, pay him $500 more. But if you paid no entry fee and paid every one of us that showed up guaranteed, we're getting $500. Everybody's getting five or 600 bucks, whatever it is, for you to show up and race tonight, and the winner's going to get an extra 500 bucks. You know how many cars do you have there? How many? More than you could run. How many? Have the race and see. Because that's happened. To, that's going to happen in 09. 50 lappers. We're going to pay $400 to start. I'm going to start. It's going to be the Hoosier Elite Series. It's going to be $400 to start. Yeah. The winner will get $600 guaranteed, but he's got a chance to, to, to uh, win an extra $100 to the 10th, the 20th, the 30th, the 40th, and the 5th, and, and the, um, the 50th lap. No, we're only going to start 20 cars. It's going to be heat races, a concert, dash for cash. That's, good. that's what's going to happen next year. Yeah, that's that's good, man. See, Eight races. And now let's break that down. He said, and and hold it. And it's only going. It's going to be the limited, the ASA cars, and the super late models combined together. That's where we're headed. John, you know, uh, oh, what's his name up there in uh, Lebanon Valley? Harvey, Harvey. Uh, no, not Harvey. Howie, Coman- Howie, Howie Commander. Yeah. Okay. And you know he's he doesn't pay purses for his lower divisions. No. Uh, right. 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 And if you look at your classes, just to, I just wanted to bring him up as a as a point of reference here. Um, if if you look at a class of cars where you have on average say twelve or fourteen cars throughout right. the year, how many guys in that class? actually win most of the money? The top guys win the money. I've been saying this for the last three Two or three guys, months. right? They take home eight. I've, I've been saying this, and I don't know if you remember me telling you this a couple of years ago yep. about I want to run, I want to pay everybody the same amount of Absolutely. money. Absolutely. You've okay? never done that, though. Just do it. I would have now. It's happening. It's happening. It's, it's here for 09. That's what's going to happen. And uh, I think it's going to be a great deal. Um, there's, there's, there's going to be some there's going to be some incentives to run it. There's going to be a concert. There's going to be if you want if you're the pole car, you're going to end up 
uh, go into the rear if you'd like, and I'm going to throw an extra $500 on top yeah. of that. There's only going to be 20 cars that are going to make it. So there ain't going to be 25 and 30 car fields. It's going to be 20 cars max, and that's the Hoosier Elite Series. Okay, if you had 20 cars, okay, and you paid every one of them 600 bucks, how much is that? That's it. But we're going to pay more than 10000 because if you take the 500 to go to the rear, if you win the Compte 300, if you get the extra $500 for going to the rear, and if you get the four, if you win the, ten, the, the four laps, uh, the 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50, you get an extra 500 there. So you can take home $1,800. So why can't you do that in the sportsman class, too, just as an example? Jack, I, wa- I was just going to say, how yeah, can we, you don't do we, that in we, all your classes? I'm talking about every class. We want you to go socialist all the way, John. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they all get the same. And then when this doesn't work, I'm, I'm going to be trying to attract no, no, no. you guys. No, wait a minute. Wait, I know, I know oh, wait a minute. Who's going to be... I, I meant, I meant um, um, in, in their own context. You know what I'm saying? Yes, correct. I mean, who's going to be pissed off if if you have if you have fifteen? Let's say you have twenty. Here's another thing I want to uh, go ahead. Eight cars or less, you, you run for you run for trophies. That's it, man. That's yes, what, exactly. What's going to happen? I, I think you know we're. What? You bring fifteen cars in, you get this to win. You bring twenty cars in, you get this to win. Everybody's got to help the race. Absolutely. Just as much as the race promoters and track owners help the racers. Now, I haven't I haven't been to your track much this year, but I know that you probably have this situation too. But Bobby Deal has a situation down in Charlotte with his what they call thunder trucks, which I think you called Cadillac Cowboys or whatever. We don't run them anymore. Okay, I understand that, but but he has this thing where he got like some weeks he got four car or four trucks or five mm-hmm. trucks, exactly. and these guys are getting a purse. That's to me. That just don't make no well, sense at all. Well, that's the track owner. I mean, he must have a lot of money, I guess, that he can afford to do that. But you know what? It's getting down to the point. I run it as a prudent business. I run my business. Excuse me. I run my business between A and B. I don't run it outside the box. Some people like me. Some people don't. But when you come through that gate, you know what you're going to get. Well, Period. I I think that whether they like you or not, if your race track became a place where their vehicle that they've worked so hard on will make them a little bit of income that night, and they're guaranteed that, that's going to help out all the way around, and it's going to create more cars trying to make it into that race. Because you know what, John? I think there's plenty of cars out there to well, get back down cars to there's ten, there's the deal where you need heat races, because heat races are exciting for the fans, and when you've got 40 cars that are showing up for that race that day, and you're only going to oh, have it. you're going to have the best race. You're a hundred percent right. That's why I'm going to go back to heat races. I'm going to run five classes, maybe. That's it. You know what? And that's and, and that's the deal. I'm going to adjust my purses. I'm going to make sure John makes the money this year. I have to make money. This is a business, and I got to, and, and I have to make money to survive. Well, well, I don't understand. Is why should a guy? Okay, a guy sitting in your grandstands. Okay, and let's say your bomber class. They run for purses. The guy sitting in your grandstands, and he decides. Well, I want to go race those cars. Right. So, what, he goes and he gets a car together, and then he's going to come race at your track. Why? Is he run, going out to race at your track for money? No. He he's no, going he's to do race to have a good time. That's what, exactly. That's so, a hobby. So why is he getting a purse at all? Why is he getting a purse? Well, we got to give him something. I think that's fair. But, um, well, the hell, why? That's why. It's, it's, it's getting down to a point now. That like <clears throat> I, I've been saying this for seven or eight years with these traveling series and 
and this crap. Why are we bringing them in now? Why, why do I want to bring a late model person, uh, uh, alert, a late model uh, racing down at my racetrack and pay them nineteen thousand dollars? Don't get any of the entry fee. Don't get any of the gas. Don't get any of the tires. What do I got? Stupid stamp on my head? Are you guys out of your mind? I, you can't do that. What, uh, to my thing today is with these traveling series, and like I told them before, you run these traveling series, you run everybody off. Well, I'll go race with Don Derone, or I'll go race at, uh, with Todd Huddle, or I'll go race this and that. Well, you guys are just cutting your nose off to spite your face. Is that right? We have to make the money. How about you bring your your your, uh, your late model um, series or your TBRA into my racetrack, you bring the purse, and I get the gate. How would you like that? I think that's a lot more fairer for the track owner and promoter. We can make real money then. Now, you guys got to go out, and you got to go get that sponsor, and you got to bring in that cash to pay that purse. These guys are getting fat. If it rains, hey, they're, they're loving it, and 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 the track owners suck and win. Now, now, it, that in that kind of situation, then it falls to the track owner to um, to promote to promote that traveling series, and they come to race at their track. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, oh, sure. No, I just I yeah, I just asked because you know I don't have a problem with that. We do promote. We spend you know. Uh, I spent $110,000 in advertising a year. You tell me one racetrack that does that. I don't think anybody will step up the plate and tell you what they spend. I'll show you in black and white. In fact, I wanted to come down there tonight with me, my P&L and show you the last seven or eight years. I'll make your eyeballs pop out of your head. <laughs> well, that would have been interesting. It would have been real interesting. So, well, yeah, but um, were you were you advertising in the in the, the right kind of stuff? Or is, do you think that's what's the possible? What's the right... What's the right kind of what's the right I, I don't kind know. Of okay. Well, I re- <clears throat> I advertise it on three radio stations. I put I put an ad in the newspaper. I go out. I get coupons. I do this. I do that. And do and do we get do we get people? Yeah, we get people. I had a great crowd this week, and I had fourteen hundred paid at the front gate, not given away, paid. That's wonderful. Right, now, That's great. TBRA help with that, eh? TBRA TBRA is what it was. Plus figure eight. No, wait, wait a minute, Rob. Wait a minute, Rob. Rob. I want to hear his answer to that. Yeah. What about the TBARA? TBRA is not the answer. TBRA used to bring in, I could have 1,800 people with them. But yet. Now today, now today, if you're lucky, you get 1,000 people. It's over the economy. But you had 1,400 this weekend. I had 1,400 paid. Yeah. School not figure eight, not right? CS. What? You had school bus figure eight, right? Yes, I had school bus figure eights, too. I tried something different. I ran them both on the same night. The, and I ran uh, an officials race. I ran, I ran some good racing, and um, cool. we had a great turnout. Good. C- considering that you had the the, the, the baseball thing on TV, mm-hmm. right? you had I had a little bad weather in the beginning of the night that hurt us a little bit. But, and the weather was a that was a beautiful night for racing too, though. I agree. I'll tell you another thing, John. It, it's been a, a good thing I think for you, and I think you admit this that uh, having uh, Tom Blakely helping doing some public relations and. And some media stuff has got to be helpful. Well, everything is helpful. No matter what you do or what somebody does. I got Cindy Petty from down there at Charlotte. This girl was a diamond in the rough. She is a 10 carat diamond today because I told her how to do things. I showed her how to do things, and she listened. Okay, this this girl goes out and, and, and produces because she knows how to do things, and she listens. I'm curious, John. When you are when you are considering your radio advertising, and you said 
you've advertised on three radio stations. Are you focusing on the communities near the racetrack, or are you expanding and trying to get, you know, farther out communities to come to your track? We focus all over the place. It depends what my thing is. You never, you never hit them in the same area twice. You, you multiply, you, you, uh, you put it around the town, you put it around the different counties. You don't just keep hammering them on one radio station and one thing. It makes you look ten times as big when you put them in, and you put it in ten papers, you put it in Tampa, you put it here, you put it there. That's what you have to do. Okay. And that, but, now that's what you say. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what you that's say. My now, that's wait a my minute. Now, hold on. Hold on. Um, spent all that money on advertising, and it didn't work most of the year. Right? Correct. So if you hadn't spent that money, you wouldn't have had anybody at the racetrack. No, you can't say that because you always have your base. You have your base crap. Yeah, there's always a core. There's always a core. That yeah. Has, has that core... You want that extra 400, 500 people a week that haven't never been there or have been there maybe three times during the year. You know, and you got to remember, it's everybody is is hurting. There's no jobs. There's no money. That The interest, the, um, the home, people are losing homes. People aren't working. Do you think that they got that extra money? They got to pay that electric bill. They got to pay this. They got to pay that. I'm hurting. I mean, I'm just like anybody else. I still have to make payments at the end of the month, or or this and that. Everybody does. So, so in that in that light, then how do you see like um, Fast Car just last week uh, lowered their uh, their prices at the ticket booth and in the back gate? Hey, I hope it works. Let me see it work for three months. After three months, I want to see the results. Right. Uh, you can't. You can say yeah. Oh well, we had. First of all, I want to hear Robert Hart say I had five hundred people. Not the people that work there. I want the real bean counter to tell me it worked. Well, John, how many nights do you have 1,400 people there? I used to average. I don't used to. Not that. I'm talking I'm averaging 1,400. I've averaged 1,400 people paid for the last two years. That's a pretty incredible number. Now, that's turning around and saying on an opening night with the PBRA, the night before the Daytona 500, I'd have 2,800 people paid in the grandstands. That's that's some pretty good numbers. I know what every 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 other racetrack does. I'm there. I see. I know. I know how to count. So when people tell me that they're doing this and doing that, I want to know why they're not paying their bill if they're doing so great. Well, well, how about how about during the summer when you only have 200 people in the grandstands and a track like East Bay is is Still loaded with a thousand people. How do you explain that during the same economy time? How do I explain that? It's not that way every every week, and I've never had two hundred people in the stands ever. Never, never. So you've been you've averaged fourteen hundred. I've averaged. I've not this year. I haven't averaged. I probably averaged eight hundred people this year. John, uh, John, since since the time that you started and. And your track, I, I would imagine, is pretty much um, about the same as most of the other tracks, with a couple of exceptions, maybe. But how has the base, um, that base audience? We used to say, like, uh, I think it was somewhere around maybe seven or eight hundred would be there no matter what if it rained, um, 
if it didn't rain, whatever, there was going to be people there I to could, get. I could close my eyes and have 900 people there every week. This year, no, can't do that. Yeah, it's so over the over the last eight years, um, every track has has had a dwindling of their base core hardcore well, like, audience, right? Well, well, like well, like what I said last January of 2008, I told everybody, I said we're going to be in for a hard year. It's probably going to be one of the hardest years you've ever seen. Everybody looked at me at the banquet and they laughed and they thought I was kidding. What did I say on your show in March and April? I don't remember when I was on there and I told you what was going to happen. You talked in about the oncoming of a depression. I'm telling you, we've been in a recession and it's been here and nobody will respect it and say it's here. Well, I think that's, uh, I think most, uh, the average, the average person, uh, I'm they don't not want to believe it. Yeah. Well, nowadays I think they do. Um, I think most people now recognize that, and uh, you'd have to be living in somewhere else, a cave somewhere to not Timbuktu. To not, somewhere well, to not. What are your prices to get in your joint? Fifteen dollars, thirty bucks for that cake. Do you have like? Do you have you thought about putting together some kind of family rate to make it a little more affordable for like mom, that. dad, and two kids I, to get I, in? I, I charge eleven and under five bucks. You can't afford five bucks. Five and under are free. Come on. Why wouldn't 11 and under be free? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, because they're going to eat a lot, they're, they're, and, and it's just more convenient. Five bucks? Come on. Yeah. Five, Let's get yeah. real. Five dollars? Hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold on a God second. God damn it. You go on your paper hold on a second, pack Don. a cigarette. Don, listen. There's people out there that don't smoke cigarettes. There's people out there that have kids, okay? And it's hard enough to feed those kids when they bring them inside your place. So a kid that's 12 and under should be free. It's it, it, $5. You're like, what's with that $5? Well, that's, $5 is a lot to a family. You don't have little kids anymore. You don't understand that. I don't have little kids? No, you I don't got, have well, I got older your little kids. Huh? How old are your kids? My kids? Yes. Oh, I thought you, oh yeah, I thought you meant people coming in the race. No, you don't have any kids, so you don't understand what it's like anymore. Your kids are old. Five dollars? If you can't afford five dollars, John, take it away. Home. It should be free. Come on. Yeah, well, when you come and race for free, I'll let them in for free. How's there you go. I'm talking about kids, and, and I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about making car drive. Excuse me. I'm not I'm talking, talking about car I'm driver. talking about keeping the doors open, Okay. Everybody's got to keep the doors open. You're not listening, okay? No, you're not understanding. No, no, you don't own this. You have. Where do you live? Do you own a house? Do you own a house? Yes, I do own a house. Do you own a house? Do I you pay a mortgage. Do. I absolutely yeah? do own a house. Do you house. go to the bank and tell them I should have this free because I only have thirty thousand dollars a year? No, I don't think. Don, you're not listening. You're talking instead of listening. We. I let you talk. Now listen to what I'm saying, okay? One of the reasons, okay, that you have a lower fan base than you should could be because of that measly $5 that you're trying to get from a kid that's 11 years old. Who says I have a lower face? Uh, who says that I have a lower fan base? Every one of you guys has got a low fan base. And, and, and you did just admit, John, that attendance is a little lower this year. And every one of you tries to act like that it's because of the economy that it's like that. Well, you don't think you it's because of your, the economy? Yes, it is part of the economy. But you've got to do your part, and your part is not raising prices and not trying to get, as you say, five measly dollars more from somebody that's 11 years old. That's five measly dollars more. Why don't, you go, why, don't you sing your song, why don't you sing your song to the hockey arenas when you got to pay $8 for a beer 
and sixty-five dollars. Not a hockey arena. I don't want to hear it. Not in Well, Rob, Rob, actually, Rob does race a car. Race a car, John, and I'm sorry. Wait, how many times have you raced? How many times have you raced this year? Once? How many times? Five. Well, when you race, you race every year. How many? I don't race. Did you race this year? I own a racetrack. How many times did you do anything besides go to a race to your own racetrack? Did you go spend any money anywhere this year besides at your race? I don't have to spend any money any other race. That's any right, other that's race right. track. No, no, anything. I run, my business. I run my business the way I need to run it. I run it between the buoys. I'm not like other race promoters out there that does not pay their tire bill. They do not pay their... I don't know what you're talking about there. You don't know? Would you like to know? Would but you like to know? Would you like would you like me to roll? Don't change the subject. To Do not change track. the subject. Crazy. Hey, um, guys, do you, do you mind if I just sort of, like, jump in and partake of this conversation? Simple thing that, that, that you guys don't see is the racetrack on Hey, Rob, CeCe's got a question. Hang on a minute. All right. Give me can, can I interrupt you, too? Um, no, I'm just sort of wondering. Now, John, do you own your con- your concession I own everything at that race. Okay, so what I what what I what I was wondering is, and um, the last thing I want to do, John, is get into an argument with you. I'm just curious, and I'm asking because I'm learning all about this stuff. So, if what Rob is saying, like twelve and under free, would you? Isn't it possible to make that five dollars up with what then the parents are going to spend at the concession with hot dogs, popcorn, candy, soda? Here's the answer to that. If you don't get the if you don't get the people, you can't make the money. I've given free entries out. I've given carload events out. Let me tell you something. They want to come to race. They're going to come to race, and that they're going to come to watch the races. There's so much other things out there that kids do today. They want to sit on those computers. They don't know how to build a car. They don't know how to weld. They don't know how to use scales. They don't know how to do any of this stuff. All their father and mother does is spend money on these kids. And they don't teach them the basics. Okay. Well, I mean, Mike, I was just trying to sort of trying to follow up with what Rob was saying is that if a family of four or five come in and a family of four come in, two kids and two people, it's thirty dollars, and and maybe the one kid is five, so it's thirty five dollars. What's the big deal? Let me tell you something. You can't go to the movies for thirty five dollars. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? And, and no, no, no. I know ticket prices right now for a movie theater. When I checked recently for an adult, um, was nine fifty. Okay, then when you go out to in, you go out to dinner first, and then you bring the kids. You got to feed them. Then you got to give them the candy. Just spend it a hundred bucks. Well, you know, and I'll tell you right now, most people that I know, and I just so you know, I do own a home. 
um, and I work six days a week, and I'm struggling along with almost every single one of my friends are struggling. Well, the the struggle. the going out to eat thing. That's nil. That's gone it's, it's, right it's now. Nil, That's and, gone. and we're lucky if you go to a matinee, which is seven dollars to go, go to. I work seven days a week. I cut my own lawn. How's that? Is that any good? I work twelve, fifteen hours a day. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just trying to make ends meet. I know, I but I think what Rob and I were just trying to express to you that if if twelve and under got in with got in with a paying adult, okay. Um, if one minor under 12 years old got in with one paying adult, then that money would be made up. It would be a treat to the, the mom and dad would look at it as, oh, good, the, you know, Junior gets to go in free with us, and then that money's made up at the concession stand. Just let me interject this here. If you have a comment or a question for John, send an email right now to Rob Elting, R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G, at AOL.com. Go ahead, John. You know, I, I, I got you know, I got to get a kick out of you people that sit behind a computer, sit behind a microphone, and they want to tell us how to run our business. No, why don't you? No, 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 John, we're John, they're asking questions, man. Hey, That's John. why. Hey, no, 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 no. Rob's telling you, we're we're just asking. We're questions. asking questions because a five and five years old and under will not consume as much snacks from your concession stand and, as, and John as a, and as I do want to. And oh, whoa, 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 we have more kids that are five and under than we have from eleven to and, six. John, I do want to point out something here, though, and, 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 and I've said this many times. You do not have to own a racetrack to understand things about pricing and business operation. I've ran businesses before. I've worked for big businesses. I've been involved in promotions, pricing, advertising for 35, 40 years of my life. C.C. Brooks has been involved in promotion and marketing for over 25 years. So we do have... These are legitimate questions. We're not some bozos sitting around on a computer well, with nothing you, better what, to do. What, so we do have legitimate you questions. You don't own a racetrack. You don't. You do not own a racetrack. You don't own a business. You don't. You're. You need to be. You need to be behind it and see what the costs are. You have no clue. What oh yes. No. No. Wait a minute. Now you're ta- you're talking to Jack Smith, and I do know. Okay. I do know, know what the costs are, you and I do know how the operation of a racetrack is. You don't have any clue. You think you know, but I can show you in P and L, and you can see what can, what can, what can go on and what doesn't go on. John, I spent. John, I have spent hours, and I've you've seen nothing, Jack. You have seen nothing. Um, I I will disagree with you, okay? When when I worked with um, Stan Colin eight years ago, I spent six months, eight hours every Thursday, I spent with Stan Colin, him going through the books, showing me his books, showing Rick Angies and I exactly, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. I've been working in this business for 12 years, and I do know how tracks operate. I have tracks that give me information about their, their operation, and I do know, so you know, it's not like we're a bunch of dummies here just because we don't run racetracks. You tell you shoot your mouth off, and you don't know what you're talking about. As you as in what? As, give me an example, John. You don't know what course a real hard course of a racetrack is to run. You Why wouldn't know. I know that? How wouldn't you know that? Because I know you don't know. How do, how would you know what I know and what I don't know? How much do you pay for a tire, Jack. How much do you pay for a tire? Hey. It's not rocket science, John. Oh, it is rocket no, science. How much do you pay for an electric bill? How much do you pay employees, Jack? Hey, Tell me how much, you pay. You pay. how much do you pay? I'm asking Jack. I'm not asking you. Why are you giving Jack such a hard time? 
What was that? Why are you giving Jack such a hard time? I'm not giving him a hard time, but he's yeah. telling me he knows everything. No, no, it's, so it's, if he knows everything, then tell me how much it costs for a starter, how much does it cost for a tire, how much does it cost for an infield worker, how much does it cost for insurance, how much? Tell me. You can't tell me because you don't know. Well, actually, we have had guests. I can't remember the guests we had on no, in, in the past. You, I'm asking you to give me the hard part. Tell me the hard part. Yeah. As I was no. as I was saying, we no. did have a guest on in the past who um, who discussed some of that and went over those items with us. On top of my head, I I'm not I can't spout off any numbers. Actually, he's in this business for twelve years. He knows. You don't know nothing. You know, hey Jack, can, can can I just grab your attention for a moment? I think this is where I'm going to ring the corner bell and send you guys to the opposite corners of this boxing ring right here, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be back on Inside Florida Racing. John from just the owner of Desoto Super Speedway is our very special guest. John, you can't give me the answers. That's the problem. John and Rob, please hold on the line. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. This is good. Don't take no break. Take a break. Don't take no break. Come on, crazy. Oh, Come on, I want to roll. I'm not done with this guy yet, DC. When I get done with I'm going to break him. Don't you worry. You ain't breaking nobody. you got to first learn how to turn the wheel left before you break hey, me. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen, Mal, okay? No, I'm, I'm, I'm in, Mal. All right, is you don't let anybody else speak, okay? Who I can sat here and listen to you run your mouth, John, okay? I'm running my mouth about truth. I'm not running my mouth hey. about bullshit. Hey, Jack. Truth. Jack, if he won't shut up long enough for me to talk, turn him down, okay? The deal is, John, is yes, you own DeSoto Super Speedway and have for about the last 10 years, okay? When you came into racing, you worked for a guy who ran a local, I mean, a uh, traveling series called the Florida Pro Series, okay? You sat and learned about Florida racing, Working for the Florida Pro Series. Alright? You opened up or bought DeSoto Speedway with your ideas about what you were going to do. And you asked who knows how many people about how you were going to do things. And then you ultimately did them the way that John Sapricone wanted to do them. Okay? And since then, you have taken the racetrack to where it is today. And if you ask many different people out there, You'll get many different answers about where it is today as to where it used to be. Yeah, and how many acres you own, pal? How many acres do you own? How much stuff do you own? Nothing. So what are you telling me? What's your point? Give me your point. Hey, you know something that you don't know, John? Is you know Give me your about point. We know Give everything me your about point. you. You know nothing about me and what I own. Okay? I could care less, but I'm just making a point. No, I'm just making a is, statement like this. It has nothing to do with that. You have oh, really? a racetrack that is in the public, open to the public, okay? And I have racetrack before and race when you owned it and when it was owned by other people. All right. It is. In the Who last year what's I haven't been able to race that much what's your point? because I've had a child, if you remember, and it's been harder for me to race. We're I'm not making that. Charlotte, you don't okay? turn around and make accusations that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm the one that owns the racetrack. What do you want? Nothing. Can, so I, we have a question you, from... I'm telling you. I'm just making a point. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that you don't know 100% what you're doing. I never said okay? I don't know 100%. Hey, guys, we have a question from a listener. Never break out. I said I know what I'm doing 100%. 
Guys, we have a question from a listener. They don't know what they're doing or they don't know what they're talking about. And the whole thing is, John, we're trying to help you out. Guys that don't know nothing according to you. But what I do know is I do know what I see, okay? And I do know what I hear. Hey guys, if you live on rumors, you have no clue what you're talking about. And if you believe rumors, you should stay in a... Okay, Rob, Rob, John, guys, I have a question for you from a listener. John. It's flat out just like it is, okay? Yeah, right, okay. You, okay. You yeah, okay. Listen. Okay. Listen, listen. Why do I got to listen to this? Seriously, I want a bell right now, like in a boxing match. You don't know anything. Rob. Well, you don't know. Rob, John. You don't hush. Know me. Guys, please, for a moment, I have a question Cece for you. Cece has a question from a guest. From a listener. Okay. A listener. A listener. Um, They would like... Ronnie Sims. Ronnie Sims from the Fast Truck Series would like to know if you, John would um, be willing, open to the idea of testing in every other race with the, letting the kids 12 and under free and see, how, and, and of course you'd have to promote it so people know about it, and see how how that affects your attendance. And do you think, and I'm, on my, this is from, the follow-up to that is from myself, do you think other tracks, um, that would be a good idea for other tracks in uh, Southwest Florida to do? It's not the $12 and under. That's not the problem. The problem is the economy. And until you get this through your thick head, you're okay. not going to understand it. No, see, part of the problem with the economy, John, is pe- money is tight. And if you, the tracks did something... Money, do you watch CNN? Do you watch what's going on in the world? Do you read the newspaper? Um, I get what's going on. Yeah, I, I hear the news at the you top of every freaking hour. I work... Do you, you know, go into restaurants? You go in. Listen, TTQ told me they were off 40% of their advertising budget. 40%. What is that telling you? When is the last time you got a raise? You're probably having a raise. You haven't got a raise in a year. John, listen, everybody knows the economy's bad. Why do you keep talking about that so much? That, that, and, and that's the point. That's the point. Businesses are lowering prices. Businesses are lowering prices. Restaurants are making special deals to make it more affordable for families to go out. All Ronnie was wondering is... afford five bucks to go in. Stay home. Who cares? Oh, I know you don't care, John. I know you don't care. You've made it that clear. Who cares, okay? I don't care. I I don't charge 20... Hey, schmuck. Hey, schmuck. I don't charge $20 to see a late model show. But Bobby Deal does. And he's got a lot of cars done. It's not about what somebody else is doing, okay? Well, don't tell me what somebody else is doing. It's all about because what I don't you're doing. That's what we're talking to you, I'm right? not the one it's all about lying. what you're doing. Hey, schmuck, I own 63 acres, okay? What do you own? Nothing. Zero. Nada. John, you're not going to own that for much longer. Okay, so, so don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me I'm telling what I should you. do and what I should do. I'm telling do. you with all I'm not crying of your anger, okay? I'm telling you what the problem is and you don't want to listen. You just keep saying it. No. Part, hey. of the, part of the problem is you and this attitude that you have. It filters out through your whole deal that you've got going there. And you're what too are you worried about life. You don't need to race at this racetrack. Don't worry about me. Worry about yourself you and your race 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 style. A lot of race okay. tracks. Don't race at me. But you, you know what? You, you ain't racing your racetrack. Okay. You ain't racing nowhere. 
You haven't raced in five years. What are you telling me? That's John. I raced at your okay. Hey, here. Hey, Rob. Time out, Rob. Yeah, John. I raced at your racetrack last year, but that's how much you pay attention. Hey, hey, Rob. Time out. Hold it a minute. Okay. Cece, you had a question for John. Rob, take a chill pill for a minute. Go, go, uh, get a cup of coffee or something. Go ahead. No, I, I. I, well, first of all, I just want to ask, thank Ronnie for calling in with the question. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I, I just, I, I think my frustration, I, I'm sharing it with Rob. It, it, hey, it, how it's about, just, hey, CC, let me ask you a question. How about you give me 30% off on your advertising? I'll advertise more with you. But you want me to drop my thing to $5 or 12 and under for free. Okay, CC, I'll do that. Now you need to drop your, uh, you need to drop your advertising on CPQK. Kicks or whatever. Okay, well, I have nothing to do. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Don't tell somebody to drop their price because that's what has to be done. You don't know what has to be done. No, but I can tell you this, John. You can't tell me nothing because you will not drop your prices. Why should I drop mine? But you're speaking about things you do not know when it comes to advertising on my radio station. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. What I spent in advertising in eight years, you won't make in your life. Hey, you understand that? You're so full of crap, John. You know that. Oh, really? It's unbelievable how you would tell somebody he's a professional that does that. Yeah, and I'm a professional work. too. Okay. Now well, you're going to tell her she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's like you're an expert at everything. Oh no, I'm not. I'm an expert at what I do. But you do. You're not an expert at. Uh, being a track owner, owning that 63 acres does not make you the correct track owner. Okay. Well, Rob, and I'm listening to an opinion of a guy that never comes to a racetrack, runs his mouth. That's what you say, but I came to your racetrack once. You came once, and I had to give you a free entry because you didn't have the money. Who are you kidding? I've never come to your racetrack for free. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, I have it. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, no, I've never come in. You came in for free. You came yeah. Okay, guys, um, we have to move on, and uh, the microphones on you are going to come down right now because we have to move on. We have to take a break. We have another guest that we have to get on there, John Sepercone, uh, the uh, the godfather, the king up at DeSoto Super Speedway. Thank you so much for being on Inside Florida Racing. It's definitely been a lively debate tonight. And um, you know what? If you live up in the Sarasota Bradenton area and you're itching for an asphalt race, go and visit John over to Soto Super Speedway. John, thanks so much for being with us, and we'll be back after this short break. Learning lessons of the heart A recent revelation I found a place to start It's the highway Can you hear me?
And we're back inside Florida Racing. Uh, hopefully the next half hour of the show. Rob, going to be a little less stressful. Hey, and uh, send us an email. Rob Elting at, or excuse me, what is it, Rob? Rob Elting at AOL.com. Yeah, it's R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. Um, I had some other things for uh, some other comments, you know, for our other guests, but. Let's let's Whatever. let's move past that. We're gonna that. move on now and welcome Phil Guinagno, the owner from North Florida Speedway. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, man. Hey Phil, how are you? Excellent. Hey Phil, you want to mess with me? <laughs> <laughs> let's put the gloves on. Oh, hey, hey, how's Liz doing? She's doing fine. She's really doing good. Uh, we have a newborn, well, eleven months old, just yesterday. Oh wow! Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah, we've couple... turned a year, so I know right where you're at. Oh yeah. We have some drivers going to take them under uh, their wing and put them in a car soon. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, All right, Phil, well, slow down, man. So wait, it'll be, this will be a baby's first go-kart at Christmas this year probably, right? Possibly. His grandfather's giving <laughs> them a, a quarter midget right now. <laughs> hey, um, uh, we have I have one question um, online a, a listener has wanted me to ask you, if you don't mind um, answering for them. They would like to know why um, why don't you post online the rules for your racetrack? Um, for many years we didn't have internet. Uh, as racers, you went to the racetrack and you you know bought a copy of the rules. Um, a lot of racers still don't have internet, which we are going to post them online uh, for next year. Uh, they all will be there, so they'll be able to download them. So, um, so, it's, so it just just. Took, took some time to get to, to that point with the technology and get everything going. Over my first job, my first job is the maintenance man. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, can I say one thing real quick? Please do. All right, Rob. Before you beat me up, I want to. My wife and I want to thank everyone, our staff, uh, for our staff, drivers, fans, for a wonderful year this year. Okay, so I want to put that out there. Uh, we are dedicated to our fans and our drivers and uh, and our, our people that work for us. It's all about the love for the sport. All right, Phil, now okay. craft taxes for this whole thing. Yes, sir. Um, did you have some issue or something last week with somebody that uh, um, came to your track or something, got DQ'd? Uh, yes, we did. Um, we did. We had a car that was... Uh, was stepped down from a, which, which is called now a limited sportsman, or we call it a street stock. Uh, and they're, they're actually in works to make it a hobby stock car. But, uh, yes, we did. So, um, I guess what their question is, is they want to know, um, they're talking about, you know, how you advertise and you say, well, bring your rule book and we'll let you run, opposed to their... Just maybe uh, explain um, the variations of how that could work against you if you bring a car that's not in a class that we have. You know what I'm saying? The, the car in question, uh, I believe, also has some issues at its track. And apparently they may have given, it was what I've been told, they may have given a couple weeks to fix those opportunities, as I call them. Um with talking with the tech man from that uh, racetrack, oh, goodness gracious, give me, a, give me a second. We have a little one running around. But uh, we, 
we uh, spoke to the tech man, and after him hearing what we had to say about the car, he has agreed that that car would be illegal or DQ'd as well. Okay. Well, there you have it. At least one thing that I'll say about you, Phil, is that at least you take the time to go over some of these indifferences, you know, with some of the racers. And I, I think that, um, you know, you can't, you got to have a different, a better attitude, I think, when it comes to dealing with uh, your drivers. I know you have so many of them and they're different personalities that they have, but um, at least being able to take the time to straighten that out. And I know you straighten out a couple other issues, you know, during the year where maybe somebody was mad about something, but. Yeah, Rob, they're not all jerks like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in you know, uh, uh, my point leader in my hobby stock this year has been uh, uh, been DQ'd a few times, and uh, because you know guys change things, there uh, are there are gray areas in these rules that you know we can't nail everything. There's new parts, aftermarket parts, or stock parts that they're calling them uh, on the market that you know things change, and, and we have to be savvy with that. Uh, that's part of the problem with racing these days is uh, rules have gotten kind of a little crazy, and it's, and it's hurting the tracks. And that's why uh, our, the four dirt tracks here in Florida have banded together, made a pact, and uh, we're going to try to work together. Well, we are going to work together, not try. We have been. We've had m- many meetings already, and, and it's going excellent, you know. We're going down the right path. The four you're talking about being what? East Bay, North Florida, Ocala, and uh, Volusia? Yes. And then uh, there's two or three other three other racetracks, dirt tracks in the state um, that aren't aren't really involved in that, that group. Not yet, but I believe uh, we'll get them all on the bandwagon. Good. You can take your car eventually. You're going to be able to take your car to any track and be legal. Oh, that, that, see, now that will simplify things. I think it will make it easier to... Uh, and easier to have larger car counts than that way. Yes, and we're going to work together with bigger shows. Uh, you know, and I don't want to say this the wrong way. I'm a promoter as well, but this promoter this week has a big show, and right down the street we have a big show at the next racetrack, and that's that's not working together. You know, and then you get half a field of cars at each. Mm-hmm. Spectators don't want to see that. Your fans don't want to go out to see ten cars. Yeah, from what I understand, uh, Don Narone is going to put dirt on uh, Columbia Motorsports Park. That's not a problem. I'll work together with him if he wants to work Friday night. Or <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, of course. You know that. Okay. <laughs> I, the rumor's out there. The rumor's out there. Yeah, I'm sure. And Don probably started it. <laughs> <laughs> he and I can uh, he and I can trade uh, facilities for a couple weeks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's cool. But uh, what um, now? Now with this economy, let's get down to this now. Obviously, the economy is a big deal. People not making as much money as they did. People losing their jobs, having to deal with all the, the things of the gas prices that finally are starting to come down. How how do you see this affecting? I know that you talked a lot about the rules, and and, and that's a big deal, and it is. Um, you know, keeping the cost of racing down through having sensible rules, but what are some of the other ways that the economy is, is affecting the racing at your track and, and what is being done to, to deal with that? Okay, real quick on that rule deal, one more thing. Yes. 
If that gentleman would like to bring his car back this week, we'd love to have him, and we would love to sit down with him and get him in the right class and uh, bring another car to the racetrack. Okay, now on the economy, um, it, it is affecting. It, it's affecting every racetrack. Um, you know, raising purses and things to that nature, it, it can... It can work to bring the cars, but you're still not bringing that person in the grandstand. Um, we've seen uh, numbers drop off quite a bit from our first and second year to our third year. Um, we, we're still trying to do special events for the fans, um, you know, getting the kids out there in costumes. Like a lot of other tracks, um, our backpack drive, which uh, was wasn't good this year because we ended up getting rained out. Um, you know, two for one, we've been putting those out quite a bit. You know, buy one one pass, get the second pass for free. Not seeing a huge return on that yet, but I believe as we generate more and, and get it out there, it will work. By continuing to do it. Yeah, absolutely. What about kids? Phil, yeah, what are your ticket prices? Uh, ticket prices, uh, $12 for adults. 10 for seniors, uh, kids uh, 6 through 12 is 5, and under is uh, 3. Now, we did, you know, we did look at that our first year, and um, and that's how we, we made the assumption of what we would go with. We either have little kids or big kids, and, and you know, I can't say that there aren't kids out there 6 to 12, but we see either very small kids, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're 13, 14 years old. But here's a good scenario that was put forth by uh, uh, Brock and Brock sent it to me uh, for our other guests, but it applies to you as well because this whole thing is we're trying to say, okay, yeah, track owners are saying it's the economy, and we agree. So, okay, well, what can we do to straighten this out? Well, purses need to be dropped. Well, I agree with that, even though... I'm a racer that only raced five or six times this whole year at two different racetracks. Um, I still say that that's a good thing. Yeah, the purses probably do need to be dropped. But in the same token, the front gate is an issue, okay? Getting adult in the seat. And here they said if a family of four will only come every other week because of a budget, they can come every week. Um, and also, if they brought a friend that was asked to come with them, they could say yes if it was, um, they only had to pay for the adults, okay? So let's think about that. Let's say it's a family of four, two kids, okay, that are um, one's 10 and one's 12, okay? Yes. They have a friend that's staying with them overnight that night, okay, that's of the same age. That's three kids, okay? That's 15 more dollars that that family's going to have to come up with. Now, you being a new parent, Okay. This is something that I couldn't compare with John Saprico. You being a new parent, you see how much that little baby costs. Yes. Okay. Well, just because formula is $27, you know, for a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. It doesn't get any cheaper because now today that kid that is eight years old, that kid just costs you money all day long everywhere you go. So if there is an incentive for you to go somewhere, and this is an incentive that works on all parents. John Sapricone, I hope you're listening, okay? When parents hear 
that kids under 12 are free, that's like a light going off inside their head, okay? Yes. Because not very many places can they go are the kids 12 and under for free. So the whole deal behind this is to put adults, money-carrying adults, because I know that John Saperkone is as money-hungry as Mr. Krabs is, okay? That's what you do. You put the adults in the seats, the ones that have money, and they're going to spend money. And if they think that they're getting a deal because their kids are getting them free, then they're going to show up. So in this depressed recession economy that we're in, if you're going to drop the prices, the easiest thing to drop it on is the kids and let them in for free because you're still getting the adults. Those are the ones that are buying stuff anyway. Well, my, my trips to North Florida Speedway this year, I've noticed that... Um you have a um, quite a quite a lot of kids up there that come to your track, Phil. Yeah, we uh, usually forty to sixty uh, kids uh, a night is what we've seen. You know, we, we try to look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, two hundred bucks. Excuse me. That's two hundred dollars. Uh, yes and no, yes and no. Now there are a lot that are under uh, under five years old. I was saying if you had forty, oh. you had forty kids that were of that five dollar age. Then you know that that's only two hundred dollars that we're talking about. So if for that two hundred dollars, you know, kept away, um, you know, more adults that would have showed up and spent way more than that at concessions. That's what I'm getting at. And yeah, you're right. Well, I, you know, and, and well, I think there's more to it than that. I think that, uh, and this is just my opinion, but um, the, I mean, we 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 try to promote um, all of these racetracks. As, as the best family entertainment there is out there. And there's no better place to get new drivers and new people involved in your track and your program than the young teenagers. I mean, if you can get them, mm-hmm. them young kids interested in really liking to come to the track and not being, like, just dragged along and you can have entertainment and things for them, um, that's going to be worth a lot in the long run. What do you think about that, Phil? Yeah. Two hundred dollars isn't going to make or break you. It's not. So you're right in that aspect. Well, I mean, uh, we go to the drum board. We don't have a problem with that at all. And uh, we have discussed ticket pricing with the other three tracks, and we are going to try to come to a conclusion where we're all we're all on the same page uh, yeah. with payouts, with ticket pricing. So, uh, and again, we're new at this. Um, you know, I've never run a racetrack before. I run different business, and uh, this is new. We're still in our learning curve, and we're going to make mistakes. Sure. As, as uh, veterans are going to make mistakes. Sure enough. They, they make mistakes even up in NASCAR, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, I, I noticed in the last uh, few weeks I've been reading some articles uh, uh, from the business perspective of NASCAR, and, and even, I mean, it's the whole landscape of NASCAR is probably going to be a lot different next year than it is this year because of the economy. So it's obviously going to be affecting the local short tracks as well. But um, what are some hey, of the big... Know what ab- they're going to do, Jack, next year? NASCAR's going to lower ticket prices. That's what they're already doing. They're already lowering prices because they're not getting... Well, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, obviously going to have to. But, uh, uh, Phil, well, what are... Kids in for free, but, you know. What, Phil, what are some... <laughs> hey, Rob, slow down. So, uh, Phil, what are some of the events, the bigger events you have coming up um, that you'd like to talk about? Um, we have our annual turkey trot. This would be our third year running it. 
uh, where payouts are double. Um, that's going to be on Friday the 28th of November and the 29th of November. So pretty neat deal. Uh, Friday, Saturday. It's one of our only uh, two-day shows uh, that we run for the year. And uh, it's run your track rules, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's all about having fun coming out and uh, enjoying Thanksgiving. Now, since it's over um, two nights, what variety of classes do you have? Well, on Friday, it's, uh, you know, we know everybody works, so we, we try to keep it simple on Friday. But we allow everybody to come out, get set up if they're camping, because we do get quite a few people that want to come out and camp. They get there 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we run our peers, our hobbies, and our street stock heat races with 200 to win uh, in each heat race. And then we'll run our box stock Hornets, uh, a feature that night, because it's mostly local guys. So we run a 200 to win uh, with, uh, with them. And then Saturday, it's all on. Late models, uh, 2,000 to win. Modifieds, 1,000 to win. Peers, 500. Hobbies, 500. Streets, 1,000 to win. And then it, we follow it up with another box stock Hornet race, 300 to win. So it's pretty neat deal. Last year was real, real good turnout. Uh, I believe 180 plus cars uh, showed up for that event, and and again, it was a lot of fun. And now, do you do a ticket special for people that want to come both nights? Um, we do Friday. I don't have that in front of me, so I apologize. But Friday is is a limited price. It is because it's you know just your mm-hmm. uh, your qualifying, your heat races. I mean, and in one feature. Well, it sounds like a real entertaining weekend. It is. It is. And uh, a lot of guys camp out. Pretty neat deal. You know, and then after the races are over Friday night, we're sitting out there till usually 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just talking about things. Yeah. You know, everyone. What do you talk about at that time, Phil? Uh, well, how they teach you somebody. Yeah. We want to know. We want to know. And about how someone took someone out and. And uh, things to that nature. But, you know, it, it, it's really a family-oriented uh, racetrack. I'll be honest with you. When they come out and we sit there on Friday night, you may have just – we had this last year. One gentleman in the street stock took out another one on accident, destroyed the guy's car, and we're sitting there around a little campfire just all talking about it. The same two drivers were sitting there talking, and it was, it was a pretty neat deal. No one was mad at each other. It was an accident. Well, you know, I've seen your security detail you have at North Florida. You'd have to be nuts to piss them guys off. They're 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 like Jello. Those guys are real nice. Oh, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> that's funny. But so, did you have something else there, Cece? No, no. I I just think that sounds like a wonderful weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Then we're gonna back it up uh, a week later, December sixth. We threw a couple more dates out there. December 6th, uh, run your track rules again with modifies and street stocks. 1,000 to win both classes. And then the 13th, uh, we're doing an enduro. We are doing the enduro 2,000 to win and uh, going to back it up the same night with a hobby stock 1,000 to win. Oh, enduros are always fun. Yes. Yes. Especially when you put up 2,000, so, you should have a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually trying to raise money to pay the top five. I hear they usually just pay the top, the winner. We're uh, trying to put it together so we can get the top five paid in the Enduro. 
Now, you need to get your rules straight for that, because let me tell you what, those guys are going to be pushing every rule to the limit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, something y'all might be interested in, January 24th awards banquet, and we would make sure we come up with uh, three awards for y'all. What do you think? Uh, January 24th, you know, that sounds good to me. We are also going to do, this is going to be our first annual on this, bring your race car. Anybody that brings a race car and shows off their race car for 2009 will go home with something. You have an antique car, bring it. You have a hot rod, bring it. You enter it, and you'll go home with something. Growing up, the biggest thing that I wanted to see in the winter months as a kid was I wanted to see what race cars were going to be out for next year. The malls are usually flooded, and I know they don't do it here in Florida that I've heard of, is the malls. You know, taking race cars and, and displaying them, that's a form of advertisement. There's people out there. I was here for three years and knew nothing about Volusia Speedway Park that was even there. Um, but, you know, getting it out there that there are racing, there are racetracks around here. And growing up, that's all I wanted to see in the winter was what race car was uh, my favorite driver going to have? What was it going to look like? So as a kid, I thought that was pretty cool. So we're going to do it this year, or, or in 2009, January. All right, very good. Rob? Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty exciting. You know, I was thinking uh, the reason why you guys used to do that up north is because it snowed. You guys couldn't race, so we had to display them somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I'll tell you, uh, later on, uh, maybe uh, in either late November or, or maybe in December, uh, we'd like to have you back, Phil, where we could talk about... Um, some of the comparisons um, about the with the North and the and the, the you know and in, in, in Florida racing because there is a lot of comparisons and there's probably a lot of things that that could be learned from both ends uh, uh, regarding that. So we'd like to have you back and maybe talk about some of those things. Okay, okay. Um, also, with that, they have a much shorter schedule. After yeah. half, half the season that we'll run, you know, we'll run. Uh, 36 weeks out of 52 here in Florida, and they'll run 18 if they're lucky. You yes. know, and a lot of drivers know that, so they get out and race as much as possible. We're here, well, we can sit back a week or two, and we know we have the rest of the year. It affects the fans as well. Fa- fans, too. It does. Yeah. Yeah, because they're only thinking about going to the track uh, a certain time of the year, and, and uh, you know, they, they, they don't have all year to wait. they they got to go when they got to go. Yes. All right, Phil. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us here on Inside Florida Racing. Say hi to Liz for us. Yeah, Will do. Take it easy, Phil. All thanks, right. Rob. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. You know, um, yeah. I got a couple of uh, quick announcements here. I wanted to, to point out that uh, 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 East Bay Raceway uh, Park, of course, we have the, the National uh, United Dirt Late Models this coming week at... Uh, New Hendry uh, County Speedway in Clueston. Got that one. And then uh, Music uh, Rocks the Track at uh, East Bay Raceway uh, Park on the uh, 8th. We'll be there at the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. We'll be there. We'll be there. Um, it's going to be a big deal. That's a two-day event. You can find out all about that. Just I'm going to be racing that night, That's Jack. right. That's right. <laughs> East Bay Raceway Park. Um, another thing is I wanted to point out something here that uh, Richard Cohen um, – who owns a Ram Transport, bought uh, 75 laps, sponsored 75 laps for the charity uh, Truckers 200 
which will be on uh, awesome. December 5th and 6th. And uh, you can find out more about that by going to carsracermarketing.com. And we're going to have our laps, guys. Yes. At that at that race. And then Fast Car last week, of course, uh, made the announcement uh, after getting together with some of their drivers. They lowered the ticket prices, of course, at their front gate and their back gate for the drivers. And then today, um, or here just in the last few days anyway, uh, Mod Racer 22 put a post on the Real Racing USA message board, the Florida section, that said, uh, I never thought in a million years that I would receive a, fo- a phone call from Fast Car asking if I was running the Modified 100 this weekend. I hope they continue to call racers and inviting them to the track, not just for the big races, but for a regular night. I think this is another step in the right direction, and we couldn't agree more. Oh, definitely. And I was also something I was reading on the, the forums. They were talking about Jack and Rob. They were talking about pit slab fees. And, and Rob, as, as a race car driver, how, how do, what's your feeling of having to pay for that patch of concrete for the evening? Uh, you, you didn't used to have to when you came, you know, but I know that um, parking is, Parking's a premium, you know, no matter where you go. So it's something that has just kind of, kind of been accepted, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's never really bothered me too much because some tracks had dirt that you could you could sit on, and if you didn't want to pay that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess ten dollars isn't a bad, bad you know to pay. But of course, it would be nice if you didn't have to pay all that. But I think, um, you know. The guys, I guess they got to make money in whichever direction they think they can, and sometimes I think it's hard for them to see um, when somebody's talking about not charging for something that it could bring you more money in a different direction. It's hard for them to see that. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, again, I want to remind um, listeners that on the November the 10th, what is the... Uh, November t- it's Monday, November 10th. Yeah. Todd Hedda will be here. Oh, yeah. Huge... Groundbreaking, earth-shattering announcement from Todd Hutto here on Inside Florida Racing. And those are his words, not ours. Huge, groundbreaking, earth-shattering announcement from Todd Hutto. We'll all find out together, so join us. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say something, though, Jack, before the end of the show comes. Oh, I was was just getting rid of everything I had to talk about because I just knew... That my buddy Rob had something that he wanted to say. Well, I, because I hate I hated getting off uh, with Don Saprecone like we did because you know he took the time to come onto the show and he's willing to stay on. He's never the type that's just going to hang up and you know not talk about whatever. So we obviously didn't allot enough time um, to try to get down to the real problems. But I hope uh, I hope that you know through all John's arrogance that he understands that it, it has nothing to do with us, you know, trying to run his racetrack or any other racetrack. It's all in agreement with that even he talked about it months ago that we were going through problems. And, yes, I agree and all of us agree that we're going through problems. So the whole answer is to try to fix these problems. And nobody knows the answer. If you knew the answer, then we wouldn't, uh, you know, have any problem paying bills. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and Rob, don't you agree? We weren't pinpointing his track. It's something that we think all tracks should take a look at. Well, and I think it's something simple. And, you know, I think that we got off on a tangent, and maybe we shouldn't have. I should have just let it go. But I, 
I think even with Phil, you know, he says that they charge. And I think that that's one easier way that maybe you don't have to dump, you know, lower your price. You could keep your price at $15 at the gate, you know, if you if you let these kids in for free. Because I really think that that really makes a difference in uh, people showing up. And Well, we want to know what people want to out there listening to this and listening in future days and weeks as they always do to the archived version of this whether it's on real racing usa whether it's on inside com, whether you go to itunes where you can listen to this show as well no matter where you listen to it or if you listen to it live send an email let us know either to feedback at real com or rob elting at aol.com or C-E-C-E at W-I-K-X dot com. Let us know what you think about this show tonight or any of the other shows. And uh, and thanks well, for sending in the emails. I mean, we got quite a few of them while, while John was on there. And, uh, and don't be afraid to throw it at us because, you know, it's really nice to have nice people send emails that say that, you know, you like the show. And, and we really appreciate that. But also, I mean, you know, we'd like to have uh, um, critique you know, critiques. Good, bad, or ugly, too. Let us know what you think. Yeah, but I don't need any of you guys out there pointing out the fact that I haven't raced that much this year, okay? Rob knows. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Raced that much. We know what happened with you. You got all upset after uh, <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> after Wayne, you quit racing. <laughs> okay, Rob, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. We love you, Rob. I, I, I would love to race a little bit more, you know, but and I do have to clear up one more thing. John... I did not come and get my free race from you yet. He thought that the last time he saw me at his track that he let me in there for free. And I actually raced at his racetrack last year before he came on the show. And I told him why um, he couldn't have the name DeSotoSpeedway.com or whatever, or why he changed his name to DeSoto Super Speedway was because uh, somebody else owned the corporation. And he told me I'd get a free entry. I just hadn't been there since then, John. So, see, you still owe me a free entry. Well, I, I like to invite everyone who uh, is listening and can come down to Port Charlotte this Friday. I will be hosting the Checkered Flag Sprint Series at Brickhouse Pizza and Italian Grill. That's in the King's Crossing Plaza on King's Highway in Port Charlotte. It's from 6 to 9. We're going to have the sprint cars and drivers there. Keith Butler will be there. Amanda Ferguson will be there. Um, that's two that I know who've committed David, so far. Da- da- David uh, Slaviak. Oh, is he going to come? Yep. Awesome. That's great. We're going to have a good time. We're going to just. I, we're going to have a costume contest. The winning kid gets a $75 gift certificate to Toys R Us, which kid wouldn't love that. Um, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to be... You can win tickets to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, discount coupons, and a chance to win one of the limited edition C.C. Brooks racing caps. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. Oh, please. Yeah? <laughs> I've spent yeah, more schmuck. advertising than you've ever made okay, working for that low-rate radio station that you work All right, yeah, schmuck. Yeah, 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 schmuck. I can't believe it, man. I know. I cannot believe what a stand-up guy you are. Well, everyone, we hope to see you out at a racetrack this weekend. Hope to see you either out at uh, Join Me with the Checkered Flag Sprint Series this Friday night, or I want to see you with the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge race down at New Hendrick County Speedway in Clueston. Go race. I'll be there starting at 3. Come join me. Please, send some comments about this 
Sam Tone deal. Somebody give us some some feedback, please. Are we all safe here? Go have go have a beer, Rob. I don't drink, but uh, yeah, go race. Let's see what happens. Good night, everyone.